And welcome to the Football Pink Podcast. I'm Simon Parr, your host today, and as usual, I'm with Scott Parr. Morning, Scott. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Here we go. It's a new decade. Liverpool roll into the new decade, top of the league, champions of the world. Uh, Champions of Europe. Champions of Europe. Super champions of Europe. Premier League elect. That's all I'm going to say at this stage. So, yeah, we've had a good new year. It's actually New Year's Day. Uh, not too too bad a hangover here uh, in sunny Adelaide. It's been a really hot week. And we've sat over the past uh, with past few games. We've witnessed Leicester be absolutely destroyed by a mauling Liverpool. And Liverpool then do a really good job on Wolves to keep an unbeaten run going. Thoughts, Scott? Um, probably the best performance I've seen... Um Premier League wise from a Jurgen Klopp side um, that Leicester game it was dominant with games where I mean even this um, you can say this decade you look back to 2015 um, to you know when we played Arsenal and we battered them was it 4-1 but again Everton that year we were 4-0 up with inside half an hour but those were that Brendan Rodgers team we were you know well up inside half an hour and then the rest of the game was a bit of a damp rubber type of thing um, again against Norwich again we were up by a mile within the first half an hour and whatever but if you think back to that game against Leicester we were completely dominant from the foot literally without without you know taking away anything for the word it's from start to the end we were just dominant for 90 minutes unbelievable performance all round I thought uh, as you say early chances in the game that we never managed to take uh, but Totally, totally dominant. Uh, it was good to see some some players come back in. What do you think of you know Gomez and Kaiser coming in? Gomez was unreal. Gomez was man the match for me. Um, Kaiser came in and you know picked up where he left off in Qatar. Um, you know he was given his opportunity in Qatar with, with injuries and stuff like that and resting players, and it looks like he's grown in confidence. And like I said, he picked up where he left off. Yeah, I, again, I think he had a really good game. Uh, I, you know, on the front foot in in that game, I think. I think it, a, it it does help how we were so on the front foot. Correct. Um, it is going to be interesting, maybe when we are a bit more under pressure, how he copes. Yeah, and but again, but again, him being part of this team makes us more on the front foot, which then you know. Yeah, I mean, we, less I think he set up to go on the front foot, and and Leicester struggle to cope with it in real time. And that's why I think, you know, we you know, we haven't, everyone's talked about this Jürgen, um, Jürgen press that we've had in the past. We really haven't, we've more evolved the past two years into a bit more of a... Um, bit pragmatic. Yeah, a bit more, of a, yeah, like that. Um, this year, the past two years under Klopp, um, so everyone, you know, just thinks we're one-dimensional, we only just press, we get early goals and sit back type of thing. And we haven't seen that for a while, and we saw it, I think it was more so... That we've been away, and we probably will get tired. So we need to go a few goals up. Let's get goals up first. Maybe that was his plan. Um, but like I said, they 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 didn't even get close to us. Considering you know, look, we all know that they're not the second best team in the country. City are, but the way league table shows that they are at that minute in time, they were the second best team in the country, and we absolutely annihilated them. Yeah, and yeah, and fair play to Rogers that he's setting his stall up to play good football and try and play expansive football. He wasn't going to come and park the bus. And I think Klopp's identified that and I thought, okay, let's pick a squad that can actually, or, or an, an 11 that can actually target 
the weaknesses behind that kind of thing because they're going to try and play out and we put them under so much pressure as they were trying to play out they made mistakes especially the keeper normally um, Schmeichel's really good um, kicking the ball out and stuff like that um, playing out from the back dinking over beating their press but um, they couldn't and you know I think they mentioned how loud the crowd was because you know they got beat again this was defining for Leicester's season um, you know if they win the the Beatles will get at least maybe six points between us and City or point at each. They're still in the title race. Let someone else, you know, cock up, beat us, and they'll just keep chipping away, which they have done for half the season now. Um, but the fact that they've lost, you know, they were comfortably beaten by City um, away at the Etihad, which they maybe thought was fair enough because it's at the Etihad. But Liverpool coming to town, they just come back from Qatar. Um, they'll get. You know, they may tire off, blah, 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 and the crowd were really up for it. But the fact that we were totally dominant for minute one shows that um, we quieted them straight away, and they, they, they knew. Yeah. They, they knew. I think the crowd knew which, you know, why, we, why we're the best team in the world. Yeah, and I think even the post-game on some of the fan boards and that kind of thing, they've recognised that, that, you know, let's be honest, Liverpool were, are the best team in the land at the moment, and they gave it the best shot. So, uh Let's uh, let's talk about the goals. What do you think of the first one? It it, it was a long time coming, wasn't it? It was, uh, and you got a feel for Schmeichel. You really have that because uh, he's a good keeper. And but I just think that ball that was delivered onto the back post, the two players weren't picked up at all, and either of them could have scored. I mean, I say it a number of times um, that teams like to play short, and then they play the second ball in. They have the late runners. Um, not sure it was exactly a late runner we, that we're going to try and head it across, but the change of the angle completely messed up their back four. They're all pushing out, and we get the guys on the back tick. And let's be honest, if Bobby's not there, um, Salah. Salah was going to put, Salah put it, there. you'd hope he put it away. And it's what we needed going into half time because they would have maybe reset half time and going, okay, they're going to start to tie it out in this second 45. Maybe we can push a little bit, but we go 1 0 up, and it totally disheartens for them, I think. I think so, uh, and obviously then early on in the second half, uh, there's the penalty uh, that they complained bitterly about, but it went to VAR, VAR give it. To be honest, it's a harsh decision. Yeah, I would say so. But the, as the rule stands, if there's contact with the ball on your arm in the box, it's a penalty. And like, and I mean, it's just the way it is, unfortunately, and... and We've we've fell foul of these things, and that's a thing people need to stop complaining about. Because literally, everyone falls. I mean, everyone, especially them with the results that happened against Wolves, which we'll get into. Everyone was saying, you know, Liverpool VAR, the FA wants Liverpool to win the league, but you know, the the foul against Man United that wasn't given, the um, offside goal that we would have went one up against um, yeah. Aston Villa, Firmino's armpit, exactly. And we think we've had two or three of those armpit goals now. So, you know, it, it's. Look, across the course of the season, these things, and they say it about bad refereeing decisions, these things even themselves out. And there's no... Look, if, if a bad decision costs Liverpool the title, then of course you're going to be annoyed. But at the end of the day, these things, nine times out of ten, evens themselves, even themselves out, and the better teams win football matches. One decision in one game doesn't cost you the title, because you have to lose lots and of And I'm games. confident that if that penalty wasn't given... We'd have won the game. We still would have won that game. We might not have won it 4-0, but the we'd have still got the, the, the result. I think. I mean, the way the second goal comes, I think, is more demoralising for them. The fact, if we maybe just get a normal second goal, it would be interesting to see if we do go and score the four. 
um, or the other two make it the four, but um, I think it was a bit demoralising for them. Yeah, the heads definitely went down. Uh, but I think we, and we just enjoyed playing again. Yeah, we still, um, yeah, it goes back to, you know, we, we've had times? a lot of pressure situations lately in the semi-final, um, in the final, and then lead up to that, you know, play Man City and this, that and the other. But um, it's nice just times, being able to just enjoy it. How many times have you heard people say this season, punters, commentators, Liverpool haven't been playing well, but they've been sc- but they've been winning games. At some point, they're going to actually start playing well, and they're going to take a team apart. Well, this was the game. You know, we'll obviously talk about Watford in a minute, but for me, we're playing well in the games that matter. You know, the, the final City, um, yeah. the games at home, and the, the again, you we're know, like, against, in front of against Arsenal at home. Um, you know, Leicester, a big team away. Leicester at home, we played well. It, you know. So we're playing well and beating teams comfortably that we need to we need to show up for, and then we are beating teams that we need to beat. You know, like the the Wolves, that we just got to get over the grind line the and grind the result out. And when we need to step up, we do. And yeah. when we don't, um, well, we don't. But when we just need to get the result, we grind it out. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, but I think this this Leicester game, uh, I've written down here. You know, is is this. Is this the point in the season where you start to be really believe that it's on now? Especially when then, um, again, it's, it's not only about that, it's also about City going to yeah. lose, losing, losing points. Losing points again and, and the gap growing. And, and we all know that as you the think, se- you know, season goes on, Leicester are not going to be right on our tail. Leicester in one week points. loses six points and City drop three. Yeah, you know, And they're two main rivals behind us and that's what you've got to think now. And I think it's at the point now where... I mean, I was watching City's game against Sheffield a bit the other night, and a bit, you know, the goal disallowed, and eventually it's Leicester City going up and win the game, not comfortably by any means, but, you know. But Sheffield are a decent side, but you know, I, I, I'm thinking to myself like, why well, am I watching this now? We actually don't need to worry about them anymore. No, we need to lose five games, and mm. you know, you think of games that we're not going to lose a game at home. I will go on record and say we're not going to lose a game at home. We may draw. There's no way a team's going to beat us at home this season, Anfield. Oh, I've got money on us going and beating all exactly. There's a chance, look, we'll, there's a chance we can do that. We've still got to go to... Um, still big games ahead. Still got to go to the Etihad, still got to go to Arsenal and Spurs. You know, and Chelsea and United have still got to come to us. Um, but like I said, we're not, we won't lose at home. But away, we may drop points, but, you know, we'll if be- we lose, we're not going to lose all of them. But if we, lose to, we can lose to Spurs um, and Arsenal both away from home. If we just get if we just get draws away from home, exactly. those games we still we still haven't lost. And that'll be interesting when it comes into the latter part of the season when we do go to these places, um, and you know we, we start thinking of ourselves being champions elect. And Klopp knows that. Start focusing more on maybe you say we're going to latter stage of the FA Cup, Champions League. You know, you just say to them, you know, you, there's things Rafi used to go out and say to the lads and goes, "We're just going to play for a point here, lads." Yeah. Where, you know, Klopp was, I can, I can Klopp assure you, Klopp would that. never do that. Never. No, we're just going to wrap for a point here, lads. And Klopp might say that, you know, boys, yes, we need to win, but there's 20 to go and it's level. We're not going to push for a winner because we don't need to. Yeah. Again, I was listening to a a thing that on, on one of the other podcasts and saying that apparently inside the Melwood sessions, they actually do some really high intense 10, 10 minute sessions where they basically turn around and say, right, we are we, we are 1-0 down, 10 minutes to go, we need to score, away you go. And the defence are told, defend for your lives, kind of do thing. Not let, do, do not, not let, let them score. score. And it attempts to recreate these pressure cooker situations where the team needs to get a result 
and drag it home. And you can imagine if, you know, Gomez makes a little bit of an error, Van Dyke's on Alisson's on his back like they would in a game. If Salah misses a chance right in the last few seconds before the time's up, you can imagine like to Jordan Henderson and Firmino and Mane going, what yeah. the hell? Just like you would in a game. game. How angry you would be in a game. You can imagine that in the a moment and the, the emotions going through just in the training session. You can imagine how angry they'll yeah. get if it doesn't see, go their way. Yeah, and you know, they're, they're rebuilding the, as much as they can the intensity of a game situation in training. and you can, Especially and when you haven't got much time for training at the minute. Those small things... Well, you also imagine when these younger players or, or the, the fringe players get brought into the team. You know, think of Lana coming in and he's not played much football, but he's involved in these high-pressure games in training, full-on, and all of a sudden he slots in and starts, you know, to be fair, I think he played really well, but we'll, we'll come on to that game in a minute, but I think Lallana had a good game. Uh, so, yeah, I think generally all round, you know, say the handball and the pen was uh, was unfortunate for, for them, but Millie had just come on and with his first touch of the ball... Who else would you want to take your pen? I know, and you just knew it it was going to go where it needed to go. It was, you know, so... Uh, and then... Firmino from Trent, uh, you know, Trent delivers a, a really hard driven cross across the ball, across the box. That it's actually a good play before. That was a really good goal. And there's um, a combination between Milner and uh, Bobby Firmino. I think was it Bobby Firmino? It's somebody. I can't yeah, Firmino remember. started the move. There you go. There's a nice little combination between it's it's sprayed out and of course it's sprayed out to our you know attacking fullback. And it's I, I feel like. Um, Trent knew exactly where he was hitting that. He knew where everyone was running in behind. There was going to be some man on the edge of the box. And I don't think he looked looked up and said, "There's Bobby." I think it's again. He just drove it to the. Area and I think it's something they look like be. where you go. You've got three players running forward. There's going to be someone on the edge of the box. So if I lo- drive low and hard, it's going to find somebody. Yeah, and having started the move way back, Bobby's there, and the driven pass gives him time to take a touch, set himself, and just just pop it home. Uh, so. I thought it was a really good goal. And then the final goal of the day. Uh, Tops it all off, doesn't it? It does. I mean, what more do you say about Trent? Well, he's got a shot on him, doesn't he? Hell of a shot. And he ran like a gazelle to get to it. You, you watch the footage and he's so far behind the play. And he, yeah, you're 3-0 up. So you don't need. The fatigue must be there. Yet he's managed to get on the end of that and then smack that so fucking hard. Like I say, performance, performance of the season, performance of Klopp's era in the Premier League, by far for me. Couldn't, couldn't and agree. Nice celebrations afterwards because you know, really, it's that point where you go and this. I mean, we we already thought it, but that's actually to now. You know, you've seen a lot of people saying, "Look, we're going to win the league," blah, blah blah. But then it's actually now a lot in the media going, "It's over." Especially then, what I said with City losing points, but the way the manner in which we beat the second best team in the country on league form. And what do you think of Trent's uh, Mbappe celebration? Well, he put it on a. He put it on his, his tweet, and he? he put it on Twitter, and Mbappe actually liked it. Yeah, I believe it, or retweeted it or something. So, so you never know. Yeah, it was good to see, and uh, yeah, I'm sure the boys in the crowd had an absolute ball at that one. So great. Yeah, well, like I say, it's eight o'clock on Boxing Day. I don't think there was many of the regulars there. I think some of them will be gutted they missed it. Yeah, I think so. Quite a few people said they were they were eight o'clock gonna on go. a bo- eight o'clock that PM on a Boxing Day night to wank that in it. Yeah, and Wolves is not the easiest place to get to. Leicester. Sorry, Leicester. Sorry. That's what I meant. Okay, so moving on to the Wolves game. Uh, what do you think, Scott? 
definitely the you know toughest team to come to Anfield this season. Um, they set up; they knew exactly what they were going to do. Set and you now that where the way they set the way they set up, it's when they're attacking, it is the three. When they're defending, it's the five. And they they know that the you know they've had the same core group of players now for a while now. They've had the same group of players for a while now. Um, you know they know what they're going to do, um, and they were well organized. Yeah, they were really well organised. Uh, as you say, the way they they play uh, with Connor Cody as a, as a, a cent, central uh, centre half sweeper, whatever you want to call it, uh, he's actually grown into that role. Uh, and you know, to be fair to Nuno, he's he's worked on that team to give him that formation. And, and that's why he's been tipped to get the likes of um, the, the coach oh, Arsenal job. Yeah, but yeah, he's. What he's done with Connor Cody, because I actually, when Connor Cody left Liverpool and went out, he was just going to be another Premier League player, but he's actually turned into one hell of a centre half. So he left as a centre mid. Yeah, that's right. So it's a uh, yeah, fair play to him. Uh, I think, he, to be honest, I think Connor Cody had a really good game. He was spraying the ball around, picking up some great passes. Half it a pass. Yeah, very showing Van Dyke esque. Showing his um, midfield roots. Yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, really, really well set up. Really, really well, uh, you know, just worked so frigging hard to break us down and make it fucking hard. Especially work after, for us. you know, I think it was 49 hours between the two games. I yeah, think. they only had the two days. They had, you know, yeah, I think it was just over two days break they had. Um, Even Klopp complained on their behalf that they only had the two, yeah, we exactly. had the three it, day break. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, not like we were complaining, but, you know, and if anything, towards the end, we were the ones that looked more leggy than they did. Uh, and obviously we had the Mank referee again, Anthony Taylor. Which I mean, I'm surprised we didn't change the squad round more. Um, we kept, you know, they they changed. It. They think they made five changes to the squad. Squad that was a yeah. But the the crucial thing on their part was they the front three they changed that then brought them all on towards the end when they thought we would be at our most tired. And I think it was they were. Well, their goal is you know what? Let's you know we need to rest all lads some time. Let's rest them here where we're going to be defending a lot. Let's hope we're in the game with 10 or 20 to go and we'll bring them on, which is yeah. exactly what they did. Yeah, and to be fair, it made it was a good tactic. It worked really, really well on their behalf. Although, you know, the changes we made, I think, uh, were excellent again. Gomez was, was back in there again and had another fantastic well, I game. I think that's last week we've got our Gomez back. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, it's weird, isn't it, that he gets his chance because of injuries. And Klopp has always said, you know, players that are playing well stay in. So I can't see him being well, dropped anytime soon. It's interesting, you know, uh, the centre, apart from the Van Dijk, you know, uh, none, no centre back has had a bad performance, been dropped for another centre back to come in. They just, just keep injury. getting injured. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to see that as soon as one gets injured, the other one can step back up. Yeah, immediately. Uh, one of three. Uh, but it's nice to see Gomez back in there again. Good to see Keita come in again and have another good game when he came on for Lalana. But I thought Lalana had Lallana. a really, really good game. Uh, I was surprised when I seen him in the start lineup, if I was honest, because uh, he's not really had a start. God, I can't remember the last time he had a start, to be honest. I think it was middle middle of last, last year. Uh, yet he came on and had a bloody good game. Uh, I think he... he Broke the play up really, really well, to be honest. It was good to see. He was always tracking back and getting a foot in and making the tackles that were necessary. Uh, and as I say, I think when Kaiser came on, he did in similar vein. But the game had changed at that point. So, the goal. 
Thoughts? It was, it was, it was <laughs> without the, all the VAR chat, it was a great goal. It was a great ball in. Um, Lalan knew exactly what he was doing. He knew yeah. what, what he did there. He knew exactly what shoulder. he was doing. Brilliant. Um, you know, trying to chest it down. Um, and it was a great finish by Manic. It, it, it's, it's a tough finish, that. Yeah. Um, uh, and he put it away. And um, like I said, it was important that we won the lot to calm the pressure. Because we knew the damage they did against City. Again, the, the VAR, I think a lot of people in the ground were really, really frustrated that it took so long to make the decision. Uh, whether they went back as far back as the yeah, the, the questionable handball that on Van Dyke before he actually delivered the no, initial No, by all pass. accounts, um, Cody asked, did you go back that far? And he goes, no, it's too far back. So if they didn't go that far back, why the hell did it take so long? I mean, when all said and done, they were over, for once, VAR was actually overturning a referee's decision. That's probably one of the first instances I've seen that happen, that it was a, it was a decision to stop a goal on a free kick that was overturned to give the goal by VAR rather than to give a penalty or anything like that. You know, referee had decided it was handball and that was it. VAR's overturned it and it said no goal stands. It obviously wasn't handball. It was obviously um, on his shoulder. And it's for the first time, you know, an obvious obvious error. As, as much as, you know, VR chat and this, that and the other, and um, VR actually worked, or like I so said, everyone knows that we're not fans, but VR actually worked 100%. In the game. By the bar, by the, by the rules, rules. goals, by the rules, VR worked 100. percent We got on then, you know, and technically the wall, you know, we'll move on to the Wolves goal. It was offside. His toe was offside. Just it's like an awful decision. Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed that foot just because your big toe's offside. You, that goal didn't count. It's an awful decision. However, those are the rules. They're not going to change it now because they've gone. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for, to say now because we're not the ones. You know that happened. It happened to us, but it has happened to us this season so far. But they're not going to change the rule now because they don't change rules mid-season. Exactly, they have happen. to just finish the season and cop it now. I think that the rule will change for next year. Oh, 100% what what it'll change to, I have no idea. Uh, but it has to change. But right now, everyone lives with the same rule. End of story. You know, so an armpit gives us us a goal chalked off. Uh, in this instance, and it was the nice big to talk off the goal, which was the world's worst celebration. Uh, what was Pedro Neto doing? He's a fucking knobhead. I don't understand the celebration. I mean, uh, I mean, I understand right losing that shit. It was right, you know, it was right, right in half time, but right in front yeah, of was, Liverpool fans. It was crazy the way they just celebrated like they went nuts. It was a bit mad. It was definitely a bit mad, and it, it definitely wound the Liverpool players up. And the Liverpool, sorry, the Liverpool supporters up big time. Uh, I was listening to uh, to one podcast and I thought it was fucking hilarious when he said, "Answer when when Wolves came out for the start of the second half and they had to warm up, they had to warm up right on top of the knee slide that Neto did yeah. <laughs> for the cancelled out goal, uh, and it, it rubbed it in all the more." So yeah. Uh, it was a tough, tough call that one. Glad we got it that it went our way, but but as you said, by the letter of the law, you know. It, there was all these tables of um, during the week about, you know, if if VAR wasn't around, this would be the league table, blah, blah, blah. Saying that we probably would have drew that game. No, we wouldn't. No, we'd have gone, if, still gone on and won it. I think um, if we, if it hits, it hits the hour mark, or it hits, you know, around the, the, the 60, 70 minute mark, Klopp goes, list is staying 1-0. We don't need to push anymore. Look, if, we, if we score, great. But there's no need to overexert ourselves now. But you know we've had a long, long, um, yeah, a long, uh, a long, long month, season. a long month so far, a long year of a lot of football. Let's just see the rest of this out, 
um, where I think if obviously if it was one one, we keep pushing. It goes back to the, what we talked about before with the training session. You know, we've got 15 minutes to score a goal. We go and we go flat out and score the goal. So if it if it came to it, I think we'd have, we'd have won. We'd have won two one instead of instead of one one nil. Simple as that. Uh, I do think uh, Nuno's changes towards the end of the game, bringing on that front three, was uh, well, say, was an interesting bring on move. Neves, um, or oh, sorry, Jimenez and um, Adama was always going to be a game changer for them. Well, and Traore, he was like <sighs> he's an animal, isn't he? Although yeah. seeing him play, look, he, he's obviously I've seen I've seen the end of against City and he played really well, but seeing him against us, I think it just shows. The different in class defenders of we have compared to them. Like, I think if you see Laporte playing against Adama Traore, he makes Adama Traore like a, a, an amateur, um, because he just runs, you know. Yeah, and normally, normally, you know, if you're very quick, it gets you so far in the game. But to get to the high level, you've got to have some sort of um, other attribute, technical yeah. attributes. So when he's playing against average, you know, say average, they're still Premier League footballers, but when He's playing against some average defenders in the Premier League type of quality. You know, he can probably just easily shrimp past them because they don't know how to position themselves properly. Yeah. Where if you ha- play against a Van Dyke, Gomez, Laporte still, um, they don't, like, I'm he honest, tore Artemendi apart. I think you've been a little bit harsh because I actually thought he played really well when he came on. I wouldn't like to have him sitting there for 90 minutes. Oh, See, oh, I well, just think he ran. He just, he just ran. He ran, but he stood the ball up as well and did, and, and got a few crosses in where, he, where I wouldn't have expected him to. Uh, we ended up having to double up. If you noticed, at one point, our centre-half swapped over to actually give, give one centre-half a bit of a rest. And then, I think that was more just because they switched off a corner personally. And then he swapped sides as well to actually get back on uh, back on Robbo again for a while. I just think, you know, uh, I, yeah, I thought he played well. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Uh, I thought it was a good 10 or 15 minutes from him. I think he gave us something to really think about. I love the way that Mane and that dropped off and we doubled up on him. And again, that's and the that whole worked. point was that we didn't need to score. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing that they say. You know, if we're one 0 up, and I make, you know, there'll, there'll be a call, there'll be some sort of call which that Kloppels make. That go, everyone knows. Go for know, it. Or sit basically, back. when I when I do the X, this is when we sit back. So San Mal, uh, Origi on one side and Manny on the other with Sa, um, Salah up top. When I do this, we double up and help the fullbacks because it's not about scoring out; it's about just seeing out the result, and we look for a counter if we have it. And these these continuing wins, you. It, Shows how much the players really want it. I mean, uh, the final whistle goes, you know, Henderson and Van Dyke hug each other like, you know, it's a a win against a top six side. I don't know whether it was Traor that took the shot, uh, but there was was a shot that Van Dyke got in front of with his, and it literally was his heel, I think, that he blocked it with and it went out for the corner. And he was fist pumping to himself, kind of thing, because he blocked it. Now, you don't go Mezzi to the side, and Van Dyke went up to him, and, you know, it was a big embrace. And you don't normally see Van Dyke showing loads of emotion during the game because he's missed the cool kind of thing but it sh- started to show there just how much getting that clean sheet was really important and I think to for them. the fans as well look, looking at the bigger picture every football especially European and South American their big thing is winning the Champions League because it is the biggest club competition in the world it is in the cup cup, uh, cup wise that's the best competition you could win they've gone and won it yeah now we love the journey but they know how much Don't our fans want the league and it's the one thing that's left. 
So if if look if last season you you asked the players which one they want, they'll sell Premier League. They'll, they'll sell Champions League where the fans want the Premier League. You ask them this year, you're going to win one. You can choose whichever one. Even though the Champions League's still more pre- prestigious, they'll say Premier League all day. Well, again, they've won the they've won the Champions League now. The one thing that's sitting and in thirty years of it, and they know that they're the team that have the potential to bring this home. So. I think that everyone's focused on it. And if we get the Champions League as well, all well and good. So, uh, yeah, that, that brings that uh, brings those, up on those games, two games. It? And uh, it, we look forward. Here we are in a new millennium, not new millennium, new decade. Looking oh, well. forward. Uh, not quite a new millennium, people. So, ne- we've got a, a couple of big games ahead of us. Uh, Sheffield. It's another tough one. Well, you know, we, we know how, you know, people say we were lucky against Sheffield away. Um, it's a tough play to go this year. They're, they're actually, I think their away form is actually better than their home form this season. Um, I know City beat them 2-0, but um, by all accounts, you know, City weren't at their best. So, look, it's going to be tough. But um, I'm hoping more of a refreshed side. Look, like I said, we've, got, we've had a full week's break, which is huge with the amount of fixture pilot we've had in the past couple of weeks or months, should I say. So we've had a full week's break by the time we play them, um, or just about. So, um, I, I mean, I'd love to see Minamito, to be honest with you. It's whether Minamito will actually be registered and ready to play. Uh, yeah, we've got these two games as a block. You know, we've got the Sheffield game, then we've got the Everton and the FA Cup. Uh, I think it's fairly clear that he's going to play... Uh, more fringe players in the FA Cup and give them a run uh, to keep this focus on so with that in mind do you think he will go with any rested players for the Sheffield game or do you think he'll go full strength it's hard to judge because you don't know what he's prioritising more Look, if it's any other team in the FA Cup I think he does go a little bit more KG with the FA Cup, but uh, yeah, a little bit more softer with the FA Cup side. In fact, it's Everton at home, and you but don't want to give them any chance that Klopp has not treated Everton as a as, right, he's, as he's, a derby. He's treated them so disrespectfully, which, he, and I think he will again. Although under Angelotti does worry me a bit. Yeah, uh, look, and to be honest, it could be that we get beat. And the uh, fact that we do, you know, we've done a lot on Angelotti. He'll want to get his own back on us. Uh, and whilst. Every Liverpool supporter all over the world, but especially in Liverpool, the last thing they want to do is get beaten in a derby. You give them a choice, getting beaten in a derby or win against Sheffield and actually taking this, this Premier League title out. They'll take the Premier League every day of the week. But of course, we want to win both. Uh, but I think you go full strength again. I'm just curious what, it, what he'll do in the midfield. Uh, I think he'll play the front three as normal, if I'm honest. It's just for me then a question of what he does in that midfield, wh- you know, whether he does decide to rest some legs a little bit. Uh, I can't see him resting either of the full-backs. Uh, can't do, you can't do both because, you know, so whoever's gonna, if you're going to rest the um, full-backs, it means Milner's going to go in the full-back. You can't do that and then rest the midfield. Yep. And you can only rest for one, one full-back at the time because we haven't got a spare centre-half to shove Gomez out to right-back or left-back. And Gomez is playing so well. Why would you, why would you exactly. do anything so, to that? Um, you look at that and, you know, it could be a fact that you, Klopp, I think, said that um, all the injured lads, you know, um, Fabinho um, and all them are going to be back in mid-January to be back playing, back training mid-January to be back playing mid-February. Probably. So it's still a long way for them to go. 
Yep. So for me, I think it's a, a full strength squad. So you could actually see it being a, it might end up having to be a full squad, full um, squad for both, really. But obviously, when you play the FA Cup, it's more maybe um, Curtis Jones will start, but exactly. you'll put like a Salah on the bench. So I think, but the interesting thing is that they've said they're going to send Brewster out on loan again. At the, but they'll make the final decision after the FA Cup game. So that implies he's going to play Brewster in the FA Cup game, which means he's going to go with this this weakened squad. And I can guarantee Minamito will start against Everton. Correct. So I which think, is why maybe we'll see him on the bench, maybe not against. I don't think we'll um, even see him on the bench. I don't even think we'll see him on the bench. He won't. He won't start against Sheffield. Maybe yeah. see him on the bench. Uh, I think he's 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 bang on for for the Everton game. And yeah, I'm just trying to think who would who starts in the midfield for us against Sheffield. Whether whether he goes with Alana and Keita, or one of one of either, uh, and and gives. Uh, I think potentially, I think Lallana definitely starts because he brought him off in the previous game and he was playing well. And it's just again, it's all more about what the, it's all legs. about what the sports science people say, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I think he's. From what you can see, he's perfectly capable of running the 90 out, but he chose not to. For me, that means that he's starting this game as well. Uh, and that means, you know, is he then going to play Milner and rest Hendo? That, that, they're, they're the only thoughts I have. Look, he'll have a play, he'll have a play in place where he's resting you here, he's resting you in, he's resting you there. It's up for us to try and guess. And yeah. your guess is as good as mine at this point. So, yeah, so we've... We've got those two games, uh, say the Everton game. I think we'll go with a really, really weakened squad. There's a short gap between them kind of thing. So, we're, you know, it's obviously on Thursday, the Sheffield game. Sunday is the Everton game for the FA Cup. We then go into Spurs away and United at home. The Spurs game, we've got a good break. We actually got a six-day break after the Everton game into the Spurs game. So that means we get... If we've played a weakened squad at Everton... Most of our squad have had nearly 10 days rest going into that Spurs game away. And that means we go, we're full strength, total full strength for that. And that's going to be good to see. And then we get another eight days rest before we play United. So if we can get over this Sheffield game, I think it bodes really, really well because we get the breaks going into the other two really, really big games. And we come out of that and having not lost... Yeah, I, I don't care. The title sewn up then. Yeah, again, we said that just before starting. You know, we look looking at this, um, prepping for this, and getting the fixtures, looking at them, and we talk about you know the next three games. It's huge. You know, City is going to be looking at us going. You know, maybe not the Sheffield game, but you know, draw against United at home, lose to Spurs away. There's four point. There's five points drop. Sorry, you know, and you know. Maybe bring it back down into the um, single figures, but not quite. You no, know, we're not without the game in hand. Maybe bring it down to our single figures, you know. And that's maybe where you know, you know, table pressure, mate, points pressure, may start to show. And you can say, you know, we did crumble last year when we got put under the pump a little bit. You can say that. Um, yeah, we didn't. We drew games. We should have won I think, games. And it was look, we had an immaculate December um, last year. We've done it again this year. Now uh, we need to. Back up our defence December with our January, which we didn't do last year. We went and drawn two games in January last year. Out of the four, we drew two games. We can't afford to do that this year. Well, actually, we can. You can, you're right. Because of the buffer we have, we couldn't afford to last year. This year, I'd take two draws in January if it really had to, because when all's said and done, 
we have such a big gap. All we'll have done is drop four points. You know, it's it's in in the the, the buffer that we've got in the game in hand is so big. Uh, but that said, I think the fixtures have actually don't have, have fell well for us now with this. Say, so get this Sheffield game out the way. Hope, fit, play the kids in the Everton game. Spurs and United big breaks, and uh, we come out of that. And I know we've got more big games ahead. Well, you, be- say, you think of like the big six, um, you know. So we've. It means by the end of this run, we would have played um, Spurs twice, beat them both. United. Would have played United twice, beat them once. Played Arsenal at the end of this, hopefully beat them twice. That means you've only got City away to what City about? away and Arsenal at home. City ain't is until April, and the way we're going, the season it'll be will be done, it'll be done by April. And we don't play Chelsea till the last home game of the season, mm. where they'll have to give us a guard of honour. Uh, and that's the big thing, you know, n- not having to you know worry about the City game because it'll be done and dusted by then. It's such a big, such a big thing, and the fact that you can go there and you know and laugh and, and laugh at them, saying you know, yeah, the, the time is counting down until we take your crown. Uh, at that point, it's done and dusted. Hopefully. Okay, so other thoughts on uh, we got a Nat Phillips been recalled. I mean, it shows how maybe how long you know we say that it's February since our lads are going to be back, but it shows how long that it might actually be a bit longer. I suspect so. I suspect um, because so. the fact that we're bringing him back, um, I mean, it's great for him. Yeah, um, he's obviously doing well. You know, um, instead of you know, so he's obviously doing well about being away, but it shows that you know we are getting a bit worried with our. Centre back pairing really because we are one centre back away injury away from being in a bit a of crisis. crisis. Mode. Yeah, are. well, who would have thought Jordan Henderson would have played centre half in the World Championship, World Club Cup final kind of thing? You know, that's ridiculous to even contemplate that, but he did. Uh, so this this just gives that extra cover in that spot. Obviously, we have got Minamino in, which is great because we've seen the videos of him training in Melbourne. A, gr- a great, little, great little addition. It's one of those where it's you know we talk about you know signings with um, Spurs and how they haven't signed anyone for about two transfer windows. It's not really about adding. It's not even about adding the quality to the squad. It's more about bring, just bringing a fresh a fresh face in, seeing a different person, getting to know a different person. They'll bring their own attributes, their own personalities into the squad. Um, just something like that or just you know it just changes the squad and freshens it up does and obviously he's worked with and then obviously you bring in Nat Fields back as well which does the same yeah it, the whole thing it, you know he's obviously you know he knows Klopp well kind of thing and, and speaks German so the communication with Klopp is not going to be a massive issue his English seems okay from what we've seen not brilliant but, uh, but at least he can communicate and uh, it's going to be exciting because the two games we've seen anything of against us, he was a bloody good That's player. That's why I'm really looking forward to the Everton game. He could really de- he could to the Everton a game. one-man destruction of of Everton, which would be great to see. That's it. Uh, you know, and, and and for him, he comes in and has the potential to pick up an FA Cup, a, a, a Premiership medal. And, he, and even the Champions League winners medal in his first six months at a club, hell of a hell of a I've thing got, to, I've to got dangle. A question for you actually, I got asked for it while I was at work. Actually, I try and think of it. Would you take? Would you take the um, Premier League and go undefeated and not win the Champions League, or would you take the Premier League, not go undefeated, and take the Champions League? 
I'd take the Premier League, not go undefeated and take the Champions League. That's exactly what I said. Uh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Being undefeated is a nice tag, but it doesn't put your trophy well, in the cabinet. Well, that's where I work. And I mean, I mean, I I thought about it, but in the big team, then I really didn't have to think about it. It's winning the double. Yeah. I, because then I, I also then... The day out... The, 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 exactly, and the, it's not even about the two um, the two trophies itself. It's what then sets up the following year. Absolutely. You're in a community shield um, to start your season off right. Then you still get your chance to win the Super Cup again to start your season winning trophies and to and to go and get the World Club. And Cup then there's again. a chance to then and you know a warm winter a warm winter break to get the Club World Cup. Um, and again, that means you're getting a chance to win three trophies before Christmas. Yeah, it's buzz after and buzz after buzz. Yeah. Uh, so now, and bear in mind, I've got a bloody good bet on for us to go undefeated. So uh, I'm happy to give that money up to win both Premier League and Champions League trophy. Uh, okay, so Shakiri's been out with a minor hamstring. Uh, it's supposedly minor. I think he'll play against Everton potentially as well. Uh it, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he's in the squad. I think if he's in the squad against Sheffield, he's not going to start off if he had that. But if he's in the squad, he probably will start against. But if he's not even in the squad, he, I don't think he won't start if he's not in the squad. Yeah. The fact that they're three days apart, if he, if he can't even make the bench for Sheffield away when we're struggling with players at this point, it's safe. Minamito is not going to be in the squad. If you can't get Shakiri in the squad, then he isn't playing against Evan. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Okay, so we had a competition last time we were on, Scott. Yeah, we asked you guys to um, like the post, give it a share. We had two um, tour the Anfield Wrap um, t-shirts to give away. Um, drew out of a hat. We got Paul Harrington as one winner and Cooper Martin as the other. Two good friends of the podcast. That's it. So um, we'll get in touch with you guys and let you know sizing and all that bollocks. Congratulations, guys. And we'll be Thanks in for touch. Listening. That's it. Okay, anything else? Uh, we had Jürgen doing crown bowls. Yeah, you started watching that before we bloody came I know, on. I couldn't believe it. it. was What a great video. If you haven't seen it, LFC TV, they have shared it. Uh, I think uh, it's actually been shared on the Adelaide Liverpool Supporters Club site as well by, by by the admins on there. So really, really good video. Good to see. Uh, Jürgen playing Crown Greens over over the Whittle in Formby. Okay, anything else, Scott? All done. All right, well, this has been the Football Pink Podcast and up the Reds. <laughs>